Hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message, the here? Main message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, 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 arrest. For GC3 ain't no more freelance street. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again. I even told him please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. You are listening to the Ill Advice Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. So we are the Ill Advised Wise Guys. It is your boy Uche. I got my boy. <laughs> But sheezy, it's way too easy. Black lives matter a lot. Teasy, I, I just, they I do. Said, yeah, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool, man. You listen. You said what needed to be said. Black lives matter. Yeah, my print, my 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 heart was in the right place though. <laughs> All that matters. Hey, listen. You can only get that shit off if you're black. If you were white, that wouldn't have worked. We would have had to do a we would have had to do a redo. Somebody would have to have Take take two. Go. And frustration would have been by take three. Hell yeah. This is episode 74, I believe. 74. 74. Thank you guys for joining on this uh interesting day i will say it's a beautiful day outside i'm 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 so happy that the weather has changed yeah like that is a big deal to me at this point it just it just makes my it makes my day so much better man i, I love it i really do yeah really. I mean, since we all locked down one of the only things we got is like outside <laughs> so like when it feels good outside especially if you got a nice little setup in your apartment or your house you can just get your white claw or your margarita and just sit outside and enjoy the weather man like simple things in life yes sir you know um speaking of weather i went out there and i protested you know along with the excuse me the uh other people that's out there because there's a lot of people that's out there and uh it felt good man it felt good I don't believe I contracted coronavirus. I don't believe I did. did uh, you loot? Huh? Did you loot? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Maybe. It's like, nah. <laughs> nah, you know what's crazy, though? What's crazy about it, the, the whole protest was um, I, this was like my real, my first real protest. Like, I've never really been out and process it for anything. Like I never really felt strong enough to go out and do anything. It was something about this moment, something about what's going on that really compelled me, even through the Corona shit uh, that's happening right now to just go out there and just, I guess, use my, use my voice along with everybody else, man. It felt good. I ain't gonna lie. It felt great. I should say to go yeah. out there and, um, really stand for something, you know? Now I just hope, you know, people continue to be out there and protest and we keep making noise, man, because um, I do feel a change happening. Do you, do you feel that? For sure. I mean, 
it's funny because you know a lot of times people are like changing mindset, changing behavior. I've actually noticed like certain bills are changing, uh, certain workplaces are implementing like rules and laws that serve to just make things more equal. There has been a reaction like I've never seen before after this whole situation, and it is amazing. It's beautiful to see. Yeah. One thing that was crazy though is while I was out there, there was like the National Guard and the military. It was kind of intimidating at, at, at certain at points. Like when you turn the corner, you see military people with guns. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, where am I? Like, am I in a different country? You know, it, it really, it really made me feel like um, things are definitely happening that we need to continue to be aware of and continue to just use our voice, man. Like, you know, I think the Blackout Tuesday thing was cool, right? It was, it was a cool gesture. However, it's not about one day, right? Like, I think, you know, I think uh, we all have a part to play in, I think, changing. And, and I'm also not about, like, judging other people for what they are doing or lack thereof. Like, I I'm not one of them type of people who try to be like, well, you're not giving, you're not donating money or you're not doing this on social media. So what are you doing? Right? Like, I'm not one of those people because you never really know how people are helping. Right? Like in their own community, in their own life. <laughs> and actually, as I as I transition this conversation, I thought I, I think it's a cool. I think it's a good transition to talk about uh, something that we didn't even discuss before before the show. And it's the uh, donation that Virgil Virgil Abloh. Did you hear about that? I did not actually. So Virgil Abloh, the off-white um, creator, mm -hmm. who I believe is now the creative director of, if I'm not mistaken, is it Chanel? I can't remember. It's one of these high fashion brands. But um, anyway, he he got caught slipping. I'll call it that by donating fifty dollars, right? So he donated $50, right? And you know, I don't know if you know anything about this, these sites, when you go on and donate, you can actually um, include whether or not you want to share your donation with people on your social media. Mm -hmm. Maybe he forgot to uncheck the box, but it definitely sent a tweet out saying, hey, thank you. Hey, I voted, I, or sorry, I, I donated $50 and that became a big thing. Because everybody's like, oh, man, look, man, Virgil, how, how is he donating $50 and I donated 100 man? He, he, he got money. They started going at him. And it was this, this big, crazy thing. And it was like, honestly, I understand why people are going crazy, but it's stupid. If the man wants to donate $50, let the man donate $50. That's what's in his heart. I mean, I feel, exactly. I feel the same way because, you know me, historically, I'm not, I've never been a damn social media guy. Like historically, social media to me never made sense. And so when I was seeing people repostings and postings on their page, not that I said that they're, I don't feel any type of way about those people, but I'm like, I don't love social media. And the thing about it that sucks for me is that with this whole movement, these all these protests, it forced you to look at social media like social media became a blame game how come you ain't post one mm -hmm. of my white friends did not post on instagram it took them five days 
uh, why is it you can post about this but not post about that? This person's canceled. That person's canceled. I'm like, social media. I, it's productive. It's been amazing during these protests, and I've been appreciating some of the posts I've been seeing. But then the other posts, I'm like, my goodness. Yeah, I take, for real, for real, I take the. Yeah, but, go ahead. Now, nah, finish up. Somebody who is, I've never loved social media. I just kind of sat back and I was like, you know what? What are they thinking about me? Because <laughs> I did the blackout. I posted a story on uh, Instagram, but for the most part, I was mute because to me, I'm just kind of like social media. I don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like posting on social media. That's just a me thing. I think this thing is bigger than that. I think this thing is, it's not about clout. It's not about who looks best. It's not about who can repost the most things. It's about who is actually can make a effective change in however way they want and however way they feel. And so it's been interesting from that point of view, all this stuff going on. Oh, that's a fact, man. I had a, I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of emotions just as, just as far as like how I was even going to be supportive of the movement. Cause like, I don't want to be one of the people who see what's going on and and just and just know that I could have did something, but I just decided to stay quiet just because just because, right? Like th this is one of those times where I want to help, but I want to help in a meaningful way. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. And to me, social media is like the bare minimum. Like, to be honest with you, people had the bare minimum requirement. Just post a black box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't even have to do anything. You ain't got to donate no money. You don't have to freaking call the NAACP. You don't have to freaking vote against Trump. Just post a black box. Now, while I'm not requiring that of anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's up to you. But I just feel like certain people decide whether or not they want to participate or not. And to me, I am not one of the people that's just going to, I'll call it um, demonize somebody just because they don't decide to um, participate in what the group is doing. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not doing something productive outside of social media, but because we are living in a time where everything is on social media, it's almost like if people don't see it, oh, it's not happening. Oh, you're not, oh, you're not, uh, you're not on social media. Oh, you're not doing anything to help. It's like, it, it's stupid. Honestly, it's stupid. Yeah. I mean for real, for real. Social media is a gift and a curse, man. It's a, it's a gift and a curse. It's, it's super productive for spreading awareness, spreading the word. And that's exactly what I think has been able to spark this type of movement. But yeah, you gotta have, you gotta have some idiots. Social media is critical. I mean, social media, like I said, this is, is something that if that's who you are, like the, 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 what this should teach you is be who you are, right? Like, if you know me, I can't stand fake. I hate fake. I hate parroted thoughts. I like genuine. I like original. And so, you know, what's interesting is the Black Lives Matter became a trend. And I can tell that a good chunk of people just started parroting the same thoughts that they think were right. 
Oh, like like for instance, NFL. You really gonna BS? You go you really going to say we understand now why black people in the NFL were protesting. Really, what that is is you going on social media, seeing the uproar, you seeing all the other companies, and then you're like, oh, we better get along on this. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from with social media. I'm like, social media, it's great. It's a gift when it's done genuinely, when it's done right. But it's also a curse because you start to get trends and, and you start to get uh, thoughts that aren't genuine. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah, so, so I'll tell you this. So this is one thing I'm noticing, and I don't want this shit to become a trend because I see it happening, right? You pointed, you touched on one, right? The NFL. Just like any other big corporation, like the NFL is, they have pressure and they always succumb to the public pressure, right? It's a business. I always use it. I always, let me, let me put that aside and, and use this other example that I always use in general. And it's, bro, when, when McDonald's came out with the dollar menu, right? We all remember that shit. Come on, the dollar menu, get you, get your dollar fries, get you some chicken nuggets. You like, oh yeah, I got me some, I got, I paid $3 and I got me a little meal, right? Okay, it was a big deal, remember that? Yeah. Well, guess what? Guess what happened in the industry of fast food? All the other people, Wendy's, uh, Burger King, they all came out with their own version of what they, what the McDonald's did, the dollar meal, right? Wendy's had the value menu. Um, I can't remember what Burger King's is called, but the point is, it's a copycat industry, right? Whatever's working on one side, every freaking corporation is going to do the same thing because they know if they don't, they're not gonna survive, period. They're not gonna survive. The public pressure is going to eat them alive. It's gonna start affecting the bottom line. I feel like that's what is happening. It's no different than what the NFL is experiencing. It's no different than every company that we all have ever worked for every big corporation are putting out statements. We, we support, uh, you know, black people, black lives matter. We do this for black, we donated this amount of money. They know that their existence depends on it. It just does. And then at the same time, I'm seeing people, I'm seeing people really conflate the idea of diversity um, with meaning black. It's like, no, 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 no. At a time like this, black people are saying black lives matter. We're not saying diversity because while technically women are considered diversity in the in industries, right? Asian people, Hispanic people, all these different people, that's technically diverse. But I think at a time like this, black people are saying this is this is black this is our time to shine right like this is the time where you need to be putting that spotlight on black people to elevate that conversation so i'm seeing a lot of diversity conversations which is cool not i'm not saying it doesn't matter i'm just saying bro like this is not about quote unquote traditional diversity this is about black people crying out and saying yo enough is enough you know yeah yeah i mean Black, <clears throat> black people in America represent probably, I would say black people are at the forefront of diversity. Like the topic of just being black 
Like that's, it just, it screams out diversity. So anybody who considers themselves uh, not white or not a white man to be particular should feel it. That, that's really all that matters. You should feel it uh, just because it's a, a group that has been oppressed. Now, particularly Black people uh, with the injustices that have been going on for way too long, um, they feel a lot stronger. We feel a lot stronger. And so right now, it's important to pay attention to a group of people that are crying for help, a group of people that are saying, yo, we tired of all this now. Treat us equal. That's it. And, and that's the scary thing about this whole situation is that like they're not saying like a lot of the protesters and the people that are talking, those those high figures that you get a chance to hear, they're not saying, yo, black people need like a thousand Mercedes or this, this, that. All they're saying is they want equality. They want fairness. And it's like to me. I said it earlier, I said, yo, if you can't even get the, 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 the concept of fairness right in America, we have a problem. We have a problem. You can't even comprehend what justice means anymore. We got a problem. And so, you know, I just love what uh, us as black people mainly Within other races, what everybody has been able to say, do, articulate every step of the way. And like I said, it's not just social media, it's protests. It's us, right? Like we, it's funny. I find myself talking about black injustice on this show quite a bit. Like not even just things in the judicial system. I'm talking about black culture being stolen talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know us as young black people just trying to do something big in the hip-hop scene and, and all of these scenes all these predominantly black scenes like and then also us trying to break through in these scenes that have not been you know traditionally black like this is something you gotta live this is something that you can't just one minute feel a certain way about it and the next minute you just kind of forget about it it has to run through your mind all the time, and we got to keep it going. In my opinion, I'm, I'm with that. I'm, I'm with that 100%, man. And uh, I think it takes platforms like ours. It takes platforms like everybody that has one to just keep keep having the conversation. Because to be honest with you, the racists are they're doing their they're doing a hell of a job being a racist. Like you heard you heard the NASCAR dude, the NASCAR player that uh, that basically quit. Driving in NASCAR because he was he over here talking about some yo I'm quitting because y'all taking down a Confederate flag, huh? That like literally that doesn't make any sense in anyone's right mind, right? What there must be something deeper in your heart as to what that Confederate flag means to you, and on on a much deeper level for you to even have that position talking about some I don't want to I don't want to race in a in a in a or uh, for an organization that takes down the Confederate flag. Like, I need white people to understand something very clearly, man. It seems to be something that's, it seems to be a lot of misinformation over the years. The Confederate flag is literally 
a, a flag that represented a group of slave, pro-slave industrialists who basically did not want to see slavery go away. And they rebelled against the other people who basically did, right? And of course, there's more to what they did, but essentially that was one of the main things that they were that they that they stood for. So ultimately they lost the civil war. And magically, all these statues of all the Confederate leaders and shit like that just started popping up out of nowhere. Uh, yo, bro, I found out that Virginia has the most amount of uh, Confederate statues in in all the in the entire country. I didn't know that. I know. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that until like a couple of days ago. I'm like, whoa. So so with that being said, there's a group of white people who are basically pledging allegiance to a flag that symbolizes racist racism, symbolizes hate. And it symbolizes losers. Bro, they lost. Why are losers being commemorated in any way? It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. So here's the thing, playing devil's advocate. No, playing white devil's advocate, but go ahead. Playing white devil's advocate, right? And this is not what I think, by the way, because I can care less about the Confederate flag, just to let you know. Um, one thing about us in America is for some odd reason, we hold on to tradition, like it's the holy grail, right? Tradition is everything for here. You know, it, sports, you know, like some of our favorite sports teams, uh, they've been traditionally great and people will hold on and be diehard fans because it's a traditional team that they, this is a team they've been rooting for their whole life. Um, you know, tradition is, you know, raising the flag and tradition is pledge allegiance in the schools and stuff like that. Tradition is all that, whatever. My thing is this. I get your love for tradition, but when your tradition offends somebody, then you have to rethink your support for that tradition. Like, for instance, uh, one common uh, topic about the Redskins always comes up, right? It is a racial slur for Indians. Redskins owner is like, yo, uh, I don't think people are as offended. We polled people and 30% said they were offended, 70% said they weren't offended. If you are offending one person, that should be enough for you to reconsider changing whatever needs to be changed. And I get it, the Confederate flag is tradition, the Confederate flag is something that symbolizes our history, but it offends way too many people for it to still be glamorized. It's offensive to a millions of people in your country. It's gotta go. It's not, it's, 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 uh. <laughs> no, but, let, but no, but let, but let me ask you something. And, and well, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. I'm, let me, let me make that very clear. But that, so wait, so are you, so you say you were playing white devil's advocate. So are you saying Initially. that they have an argument? I'm Initially, confused. What I was saying was the reason why people, uh, hold on to the Confederate flag is because of the tradition. Oh, I, nah, 
I understand it. And I get that. You know, tradition yeah. is so important. Like, you know, you want to hold on to your tradition and et cetera, et cetera. But to me, I'm like, if my tradition offends people that are, if it offends one person, I got to rethink about that tradition. I got to rethink. 100%. Like, we can and, think. And, and, and the thing is, you're 100% right about the Redskins. I'll put it like this. What you just said about the Redskins and that whole conversation that's been going on with the Redskins name being changed is one that needs to be revisited, especially at a time like this, because what that sweeping under the rug of the Redskins name and the freaking excuses that are being made by the Redskins organization, the owner, what is happening is no different than what was happening prior to this uprising that's happening post George Floyd. Because we are, we've been living in a society, whether we like it or not, that has racial undertones and has so many different, um, so many different, uh, it has so many different areas within our society that literally go overlooked because white people can literally get away with anything. If, if, if there's enough of them with the amount of influence to be able to justify in their minds, why they're making that decision. How in God's name can a white person and the owner, right? And by the way, it's not, I don't wanna make this about a white, pe white people only because to be honest with you, there's a lot of black people, a lot of people of all colors who know the Redskins name is offensive, including myself. I'm a Redskins fan. I know the Redskins um, name is offensive. I know where it stems from. I don't, like you said, if a few Native American people are saying they have an issue with it. I don't care if the number is 1% out of the entire population. That is not a reason to continue with a, a name that is clearly a, it was derived from a racial slur. I don't care how you flipped it in the future over time, it needs to change. And that's like, period, there's no discussion. Like we shouldn't be having a discussion as to whether or not some Native Americans, a small portion, whatever they want to try to convince us of, is offended or not. This is not about the number. It's about the fact that there is, a, a, there is an amount that is, and it needs to change. But again, this is a product of a society that is insensitive, historically insensitive to racial undertones, racially motivated things that they try to try to they try to convince you that it's not about race. Oh, we have a tradition of of a football team and oh no, we've been having this name for hundreds of years. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Right? It like you said, it's not about that, man. It's about it's some it's it's a much bigger combo. So hey. And I, I uh, wanted to add just yeah. to add on to that. Um so the issue is percentages, right? In America, the percentage of white people is way higher than any other race. I actually think black people are behind Spanish people. There's more Spanish people in America than there is black people by a little bit. Yeah, right? I think. Um... I think that is true. And it said, it said that in about 15 to 20 years, Spanish. Hispanic people are going to be the majority over white people. Okay. So 
when you, your group of people are the majority, it's up to you to try to listen to the minorities cries for help. It's up to you to try to listen to the minorities um, calls for action, calls for justice, all that stuff. I think white America has, white people in America are so used to the majority and finally the majority is starting to say, hey, like, yes, there's more of us. Yes, like we have created a lot of rules. Like think about it like this, the constitution. Everybody wants to say it's free speech, whatever, constitution, this, this, this. The constitution was written by what the majority looks like, white people. At the end of the day, the Constitution has racial undertones. The Constitution was not written for other minority groups in America. Period. Nothing. So Period. this right here as a Black person, that we, Black people that we are, we're living in white America. And so as white people, as human beings, you know how they say white privilege? That alone is right there, the root of white privilege. This is white America. This is, <laughs> it was built by, or a lot of what is going on and built and everything around us is by majority white people. And so the thing is, we are all human beings. When you start to divide by white, you start to divide by black, you start to come up with stupid ass rules. What white America needs to figure out is that we are all the same people. <laughs> we are all human beings. Like, think about everybody when you're making rules. Think about yeah. everybody when you got laws. Think about everybody when you make your stereotypes. Yeah. That's never gonna happen, but what I'm noticing well, uh with these I think it, I think it, I think it could. I think it could. We may never see it. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but what I think we may never we may never see it. Tell we, me. We, we we won't see it in anytime soon just because that's just the way majority minority works. But what I'm saying is a good percentage like we have been able to convert a lot of people that would historically been raised like the good thing is the time that we're in 2020, right? The average age let's say the average age is 40. I don't know what the average age in America is. Let's say it's 40. They grew up in the 80s. They saw change in, in terms of, you saw, everybody watched the Cosby show. Everybody watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Everybody got a chance to see that Black America is amazing. Black culture is amazing. And so those people that are now 40 years old, are some of the people that are like racism doesn't even make sense. And and that and that that what you just said is exactly where I want to jump in on because the reason why I'm saying we may never see that day is because all of the people who are in power in this country, you talk about Congress, majority of them are senior citizens, right? We talking about late 50 60 70 year old joe biden running for president is 78 years old yeah donald trump is like 76 or 77. these dudes is way too old to even understand 
I believe this racial uh, tension that is actually happening. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's kind of hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Like if you don't have it in your heart to even be compassionate in that sense, there's no way you're going to get it at this stage in your age. And it's gonna say, this is going to sound bad, what I'm about to say next, but I really believe this. It's going to take this older generation to die off and this newer uh, millennial, later millennials, that who are, who are really the people, our generation, is the people that are making the noise right now. It's, that's who, that's who's, it's, the, it's the social media being, social media is obviously facilitating it, but the people who are out on these streets, it's the millennials. And we're the ones who have that sense, including the white people who are not black, obviously, who are like, this is a human issue. This is not, this is not a black and white. This is, bro, like, did you see what happened in the video? This ain't got nothing to do with color. A human being should not be treated like that, period. 100%. But you and, see- and I, think, and I think that is what is striking this. It's the millennial, we can't forget, like, it's our generation that is sparking this, I'm telling you. But watch, but watch how I spin this back, right? Go ahead. It goes back to that whole word about tradition, that tradition word. If the white America, white people could just do away with what they consider tradition, if you can just kind of pay attention to what the new America should be, then we might get to a point where everybody is equal, but tradition means the constitution, like I said, is not written with minorities in mind. The, ju ju the justice system, not written with minorities in mind. Even what we're used to seeing at higher, um, at, at management levels, if they can get that out of the mind of what what a boss is supposed to look like, you know, what a CEO, what the president is supposed to look like. If we can get those stupid, baseless traditions out of our mind, we will get there. And I still think there's a good chunk of people that still cannot get that out of their head of what they are used to seeing as normal. Maybe Absolutely. it's not the right word, but maybe it's just kind of like what you're used to seeing throughout these years. I'll As call it a, um, I'll call it a, a do, do, do. oh, go ahead. What you about to say? Because just to, right before you go, mm -hmm. just to kind of elaborate more on what we were talking about. Do you know how stupid it is that it took NASCAR till 2020 to realize to take out a Confederate flag? What, Listen. why would you wait till 20, a new millennium to realize that a Confederate flag is bad for your sport? <laughs> People, 2020? Man, listen, let's be, let's be clear. Let's be clear. We have, see, I like the conversation you were having right now, because to be honest with you, like I said, this is, this is the type of conversation that need to be had and need to be seen because let me answer your question directly. Actually, it wasn't even a question, but I'll, I'll respond to what you just said, right? You said, why are they waiting this long to basically realize 
magically, they, they had a revelation, they had an epiphany. Oh my God, we have a Confederate flag, it's offending people. Oh my God, oh, like, you know what? Let's get rid of that. You know what, we've been wrong. It's, it, dude, I firmly believe that it is not up to these organizations any longer to write the rules of what is socially acceptable. Going back to my McDonald's, uh, Burger King, basically copycat industry, everybody assimilating because this is, the this is now the norm for survival. These businesses are now having to take a hard look and be like, damn, we don't really wanna do this deep down. Like we don't, we, we still believe in the Confederate flag. And, and please don't get it twisted. Just because they're removing the Confederate flag don't mean the Confederate flag is removed from their hearts. It's still the same. They still believe in it. It's just they can't show it up proudly now like they were before. That's the only thing that's changing. And so we, and, and unfortunately, that is why I am trying to say it's very hard to change someone's mind on racism, if not impossible. How do you change a racist or someone's mind who has already decided that we are not all equal. We're just not. So here's right? like I'm saying, like that's the mentality that they come with. These no, type of people right. who have who have that perspective. So to me, it's not about changing them because I don't believe you can change a racist heart. I think it's about putting pressure on them from a business standpoint to now not allow them to come out in public and flaunt that shit in our face. Now you can't do it. I I agree with you. But I'm going to tweak a little bit what you said. I agree with it, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit. It's going to be very hard to change a racist mind. Impo nearly impossible. A racist is a racist, right? But I truly believe there's a good chunk of white people that aren't quite racist. They're just naive. They're just um it's called it's called willfully ignorant that's the word willfully ignorant and so like for instance uh good example is drew Brees, right drew Brees' comment I, I wasn't upset by drew Brees' comment where he said i stand for the flag once again what does that go the tradition thing right traditionally the flag means this traditionally we stand for the flag you're so blinded by tradition that you then don't understand a true message of what, what that means, what Kaepernick was doing. Kaepernick particularly told people, I am kneeling because of police brutality. But people are so fixated on what it looks like and what they're used to seeing and what they think is right and what they think is tradition, they get blinded by it. I think for the first time, those, those white people who are willfully ignorant, like you were saying, are starting to open their eyes up and be like, yo, you know what? Yeah, as I think about it, that is bad. Yeah, as I think about it, maybe we shouldn't put the, the Confederate flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, wake up. Like you're you're dozing, like you're you're falling asleep at the wheel, corporations. Like 
These are little things that you need to pay attention to. Get, think outside of your traditional mindset and start to look at what the people are saying and how you can offend and how you can help, how you can support. And realize that a lot of the laws, a lot of the things that we hold on as tradition are wrong. And so, like I said, racist, you're not going to change racist mindsets. Like, maybe that'll be the last thing. We just got to hope racists wipe out. But we can change those people that are willfully ignorant. That is the 100%. most important thing to me right now. And, and I think this George Floyd situation, that is the biggest change. Willfully ignorant I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and I want to be clear because I definitely was not insinuating that all white people are racist. That, that's definitely not something that I was even getting at. Um, and I'm glad you brought up, uh, I'm sorry, um, Drew Brees, because that was actually where I was going next. Because it's funny we had a, a similar, but I guess different conversation on the last episode, right? Um, where we were talking, of, you actually brought up g Easy and some of these white artists, musical artists, basically using hip hop to advance their career, right? And I made the argument that it was their white privilege that was allowing them to actually get away with it, right? Like black people, we actually can't make enough noise for their career to, to not still go on. You know how many people are still going to buy Post Malone's albums. You know how many people are still gonna go out there and support these artists who white people support in, from a majority standpoint and be willfully ignorant to any plight that black people give a fuck about as far as being culturally appropriating any type of music, right? So I'm glad you brought up the, the willfully, willfully ignorant type of people because you're right, those are the type of people that we can change the conversation potentially of. But I will say, in the midst of also trying to address people who are, who are being willfully ignorant, which we should focus on those type of people, we should also continue to organize our own messages. And this is a completely separate topic because what I'm noticing is that uh, as the conversation continues to happen, I'm not necessarily seeing the organization that I would like to see out of, out of black people in terms of what it is that we're demanding as we're making noise, right? Like it's one thing to make noise. And by the way, I'm not saying this is not happening. So, Hey, if it is, maybe I'm the one that's just not knowledgeable. But the thing is, it's one thing to make noise and be like, Oh, yo, you guys are fucked up. Why are you guys doing this to us? We've been saying this for hundreds of years and you haven't been listening okay, let's come to the table and let's make demands as to what it is that we want, right? And that's why, like, if you bring this to sports, for example, Drew Brees and them, going back to that combo, you got players associations forming internal unions and groups being like, we're going to now have to talk to the commissioner and all of these other people who have been in power for so long and basically tell them why they should not be doing this they should not be doing that. They should be doing this. I don't really know what any of that stuff is because I'm not in the NFL, but the point is, this is the time where we actually need to make, start making demands, like period, and start telling people, this is how 
this is how your behavior has actually been impacting us. This is how you should be moving going forward. And what I want to make up one other point because I've, I've also been seeing this as well. And it's been kind of annoying. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of white people, uh, again, the willfully ignorant ones, not necessarily the, the racist or whatever, uh, put the burden on black people and say, Oh, how can I help? Oh, like, what can I do? Like, Oh, like, how do I help? Like, I don't know what to do, bro. Like my advice for people like that is it's not black people's sole job and sole responsibility to basically tell you why you should use your brain objectively and look at things at a human level and, and use your humanity. It's not our fucking job, man. I've been seeing that a lot. And it's kind of lazy to be honest with you because this is one other instance where black people now have the burden to educate other people as to why you should not be treating us in an oppressive manner. It's nasty. To be honest with you, what Drew Brees did, I don't have a, a huge problem with it because I don't know the man. Deep down though, I believe he was being ignorant. I don't, it didn't appear he was racist, quote unquote. Yeah. I just think he had his, like you said, he just had his perspective and his, his way of thinking, and he never even considered the other plight. That is the, that to me is the luxury that white people have gotten away with for so long. They, they don't have to consider anybody else. They just don't. Yeah, and that's they, walk, they, walk out, they walk out in the world and they don't have to consider any other perspective. Oh, they're like, they don't have to be like, oh, like maybe I'm gonna get pulled over by a cop today and maybe he's possibly going to profile me and maybe uh, it, things could escalate and things could go left and I could maybe die. You know how many white people I've heard recently who have said, I've never even thought about that? Like I've never, it's never even come into my brain. Imagine how many other things have they've never considered that black people have to actually think about on a regular basis. So, I mean, you know what I'm that's a great, great point. Obviously, nothing you're saying is wrong. I want to add, once again, I want to add to that point where here's the thing. There's racist. You're probably racist. I'm probably racist. Everybody is probably racist in America. There's ignorance, people. There is, everybody is ignorant. You can't, there's no way possible you could care about everything in this world. It's not possible. Like, why should I care what the weather is in Bora Bora? I'm not going to Bora Bora anytime soon. You know, so if I ask somebody from Bora Bora what the weather is, or I try to make an assumption, I'm going to look like an idiot because I don't, I've never been to Bora Bora. I've never took an interest in Bora Bora. I've never, you know, thought about who lives in Bora Bora because Bora Bora doesn't have much to do with me. So I'm going to be ignorant in the topic of Bora Bora. So um, the, the thing that white America has done throughout the years is they've acted on their ignorance. That's when it's a problem. I don't have a problem with a racist. I don't, believe it or not, I don't have a problem with a racist because at the end of the day, I get it. You, you, if you feel that you are superior to me just because you're white, hey, that's a crazy way of thinking, but whatever. That's ignorant too. 
But at the end of the day, when you act on it, it's a problem. And we, white people in America have acted on their racism way too much. They've acted on their ignorance way too much. Now, here's the thing also about the uh, percentages, right? Majority and minority, going back to what I was saying. There's two ways to look at it when you're a majority. Two ways to look at it. If there's nine people in a room and they're all white and there's one person that is black, those eight white people could either say, hey, there is a one black dude in this room that it looks like he's by himself. He looks like he's uncomfortable. Let's make him comfortable, right? Or you can look at it like there's eight white people in a room and there's one black person and they say, there's only one, eight of us are white. We don't need to cater to that black person. We don't care if he's comfortable. We don't care if they feel, you know, like injustice is happening. It's eight of us, we don't care. The world go, still goes on because majority of us look the same white and there's just only one that's black. In America, too many times the majority has treated the minority like they don't care. Too many times. They've treated it like literally what it would look like. Eight white people, one black person, and you just neglect it. I finally think that the majority is starting to say, hey, we see that this minority group who is a lot less than us are struggling. Let's listen. Let's actually make them feel comfortable in this America that is supposed to be all of ours. So um, when you talk about change, I think it's just a matter of understanding that this is us, like this is America. I don't want any particular thing, you know? So I kind of disagree with what you were saying, where it was like, you know, when white people are asking for help, the reason a lot of white people are probably asking for help is because there's not one particular thing that you need to do that we need from. What we need is a mindset change. What we need from you is to understand that we need to make this America ours. And what that's gonna involve is you putting band-aids on some of these relationships with these minorities that you've destroyed. Not, not you particularly, but historically, white people have destroyed. And so, I think it's a beautiful thing when they say, you know, I'm ready to help just because it just means like, yo, like, you know, I understand that there's a need for my help. How can I help? And now it's just our job as minorities, black, whatever, to make them understand that you can help by being human and, and treating everybody like humans. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. But, but my, my issue is that, right? It's, it's that I shouldn't have to explain to someone that all you have to do in a situation like this is just simply be a fucking human being and be compassionate to other human beings, regardless of whether or not they look like you or not. At a minimum, at a minimum, that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't. Well, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to explain that, though. That, like, I think. I think that's. I think that's a huge problem. I'm not saying that this happens in every situation. I'm just simply saying 
there's a lot of situations where you're going to be put in situations where you're going to have to explain to people, hey, yo, bro, like, all you need to do is just be compassionate. Like, and then, but I feel like even those words coming out of your mouth is just that, like, that is actually an indictment as to how deep and how bad things really are in general. If you have to explain, if you got to explain that little ass point to somebody, that's a huge problem. But, you know, here's the thing. It goes back to, like, just understanding ignorance. Like, the thing is, the oldest person can be ignorant. Ignorant starts from the moment you're born to the moment that you die. The oldest person can be ignorant. And sometimes, like, you know, we're IT people, right? Sometimes you got to tell somebody when you're trying to help them out to even turn a computer on. You're like, are you kidding me? You don't even know how to turn your computer on? Unfortunately, we have a basic knowledge in America as a whole of what compassion means. We have a basic, and I think one of the things as us as black people, what we need to do is understand that a lot of these people got the most basic knowledge of what equality means. And if we can, can continue to do everything we can, protest, continue to speak out about what equality looks like, as opposed to just looking at things from a higher level. Right now, America, we ain't at a higher level of sensitivity. We are not at a higher level of what most people in this America we live in don't know what equality means. They, they've shown it. How do you know what equality a NASCAR is a corporation that just took down their damn flag. They don't even know what equality means. So at this point, we got to go from a basic level <laughs> with, with these people. At this point, I think it I, but the problem is sad, it's dumb, it's stupid, but it looks like that that's the, the sins of America that we've we've been living in. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I definitely want to conclude this convo. It's a good one. I just I just want to I just want to add on that. Uh, I believe a lot of these corporations know the right thing to do. They've just never been in a position where they've had to be held accountable. Like there's a difference between being held accountable and knowing right and wrong. You can know right and wrong, but if you're doing the wrong thing, but you're not being held accountable, then you're just not going to have to, you're not going to have to do, you're not going to have to, that pressure to make any type of change. It's no different than the conversation that's happening with police right now. People are saying the police department is too excessive. They use brutal force. They do a lot of things that they are never held accountable for. You saw what happened to George Floyd. Uh, the officer had like 18 complaints on his record. 18 complaints two of which he was actually held accountable for. No one ever talks about that though, but you know what happens? Someone in that position is allowed to continue on with their job, continue on over the years, never be really, really reprimanded like that. Just keep doing shit that they want. Oh yeah, go and shoot somebody on the job, never really be held accountable until now where he's apparently being held accountable, hopefully, right? He was. He was charged, but we'll see if he's actually indicted. 
when they go to trial and stuff like that. But my point is, I personally believe these corporations know right from wrong. I believe there's people in there who know right from wrong. They've just never had to be held accountable like that. And that's a whole different discussion. And I think the, the public pressure that is happening right now with protesting and all the people who are speaking out saying, this is not okay, it's putting pressure on them to now where they're being held accountable. And it's really that simple. But and once again, I mean, like I said, does it have to get to that point? Similar to what you're saying, does it have? So the, why is it, it has to get to that point before you start making a change? Why is it George Floyd has to die before you start thinking about these things? And like I said, like at this point now, I'm like, yeah. America clearly has a basic comprehension of what some of the, some of our most important characteristics as human beings, America as a whole has a basic comprehension of that. And it's, it's, it's astonishing. But at a certain point, if we're good people, um, our patience is running out. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. Our patience is running out. But somehow, some way, our patience, it's changing. We are now, we've, we've, I feel like the George Floyd situation has opened up a door I've never seen in this, this America. I've never seen this type of reaction towards racial injustice ever. I'm 31 years old, 32. I've never seen this type of reaction. And I think that means America is, a good chunk of America is shifting towards something good. I've, oh, 100%, we can all agree on you know that. I mean? And so we can see we see a shift happening. There's a, there's some type of uprising happening. Let's continue to be patient. And I want to say this. I want to say this. Please, can we stop with the reparations? I cannot <laughs> stand that conversation. I cannot stand that topic. Oh boy. Do you understand how insulting oh, it is boy. to try to put a money of payback on what our lives, the damage? Of slavery, oh, put a man. price on it. What? I don't. I don't. I don't think. Um, yeah, you don't want to hear my thoughts because I completely disagree with you. You completely disagree. Completely disagree with you. <laughs> By the way, and, and we've never had this discussion. I don't even think we've ever had this discussion, really. But I just. But I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I don't okay. disagree with that. So I believe 100% disagree with that. I believe I believe that black people continue to do things, continue to give us the leg up and advantages, right? Like if it's college, right? Make sure you look at a, all black people and qualify them maybe even more than white people. Give us advantages in some of the major aspects of life. Give us some advantages. That's reparations to me. But I'm mainly talking about putting a price. I see like that. Every I, black I, person should get $100,000 in America. You, so you think the price of slavery and the damage is done is worth $100,000? I, I, see, I, see I, see, I see where you, I, I see what you're saying. I'll put it like this. Without having a two hour long convo, on 
the, the topic of reparations. What I will say is I've heard many different arguments for reparations, right? Or, or not for reparations. I've heard, I've been paying attention to the conversation. And I will say, I agree with some form of reparations being given. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a check. That's not my first, um, that's not my first like, you know, proposal, if, if you will. But there, I believe there absolutely has to be some systemic form of reparations that gives yes. advantages that's what I and said. so and so and so you can say, but I would I would I would consider that reparation. I would because you're repairing the damage that has been done for centuries. The whole point of reparations is the fact that America promised each black person that was related to slaves at the time to give them 40 acres in a mule. You know what that meant back then? That was a lot of fucking money. But more than anything, 40 acres, that's a lot of land. Think about all the shit that you could have done with land. Yeah, it's not necessarily a check, but it is property which equates to wealth. That is the problem with, I think, the, and, and, and you didn't say this, but I think when we're having these types of conversations, it's important to consider how the gap between white people and black people have, been, have, have basically been elevated for the last three to 400 years. And the fact that there was never any type of systemic reparations given to black people to repair all of the crazy shit that the forefathers of today's white people did systemically to black people in this country. So, hey, we can argue, we can debate whether or not you give a check or not. I'm not necessarily gonna get into that combo, but I will say, there absolutely has to be some type of some type of economic form of reparations given like 100% so, 100% just to just to clarify right yeah. just to clarify the definition of reparation is the making of amends for a wrong one has or for a wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged so it's it's financially based. It's money Correct. based. So that's why I said I'm not with you trying to pay back money to me. There's no price you can put on what the damage you have done. You can't put a price on that. What you can do, I'm pretty sure they can put a price on that. You, I'm pretty sure. You you know how much I'll say? You, you I'm know pretty sure I'll they say? can put a price. One billion dollars. <laughs> Give me one million dollars for all the damn damage you've done. <laughs> one billion. Like, so, 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 okay. So I put it like this. I've, again, I've heard people who are much smarter than me make arguments for why money should be given, right? For example, uh, Bob Johnson, you know, the guy, Bob Johnson, the guy who owned BET originally, or I guess created BET. He basically has a plan along with other politicians and shit like that. People who have been studying reparations for the longest and have analyzed the wealth gap between white and black households, specifically white and black people, right? And they came up with a number, again, I don't know how they got this number, but they came up with a number and said, $14 trillion needs to be given to the black community over the span of 10 to 20 years, where black people are getting a check every year in a certain amount 
in order to close the wealth gap that is that is happening that has happened over the last hundreds of years between white and black people right i don't know how they got the numbers because i wasn't in the room where they where they did them they carried the one and they carried the two but the point is the argument is based on the gap financially in so, wealth between white and black people so so so, so after, that makes sense so after we get that money right after everybody gets their checks, right? Mm -hmm. The way America is set up right now, if you buy a car, it's probably a white car, white, white owned company. You buy clothes, probably white owned company. You're just giving more money to white America corporations. So what we need to change and give people to let up on is give black companies an opportunity to be big corporations in America. That's what we need to change because money is gone. Money is going to go to wherever. Majority of Understood. the time, majority, majority of the time is gonna go to these white owned corporations. Yeah, but think about it like this though. Think about it like this though. If you give a check to a bunch of people, yeah, there's gonna be some people who spend money on stupid shit, right? You can't control that. If you got money in your pocket, it's up to you to decide how to use it. They don't, it's not up to America to decide how you use your money, right? Per se, especially if they give you a check. It's not up to them. Like even the stimulus checks that they're giving, right? They're giving American stimulus checks. They're not like, oh, you can only spend your money on this, this, and this. The only time they did that is if you're a business owner, right? And you have employees, they're going to give you a check and they're going to say, hey, you got to use this money to pay your employees or else if you use this shit to go buy a car, it's now considered a loan. That is a much different conversation than I think what we're having right now about reparations. Trust me, there's going to be mad black people who get a check or get some form of opportunity and create their own business. That to me is the opportunity that I think people could use if they are given a check or if they're giving opportunities to be able to start their own business. Like you, you're saying, you're saying people, black people need to basically build up, uh, saying, I forget, the, exa I'm I forget saying, the exact words you use, but so I'm, basically are saying that the white people, white black people are going to give the money back to the white people. Yeah. That's the, it's, that's what's going, I mean, in an ideal world, in an yeah, ideal yeah, yeah. world, that's what you want to happen. You want black people to build up companies and things like that. And I'm sure you're right. A whole bunch that's of That's what's going, that's what would happen. But also- You can't control people buying Louis belts. But, but here's the thing, like, that's what I'm saying. So, so the thing is, it's like, it's not mainly about, what, what I'm trying to say is not mainly about like, you know, the whole idea of how the money is spent. It's the fact that it's money. Like, it's the fact that it's something that you can hold, you can touch, you can feel, you can do whatever you want with it. I want systematic advantages. I so, want advantages in the judicial system. I want advantages in corporations. There's a absolutely. lot of what you understand, like, okay, you got the money, right? But then at the same time, you got the money, but there was no change to how corporations are, are created, which in the writing, once again, corporations have racist undertones. And then if we just were given money, we're still fighting 
the same issues. What we need to fight for is those changes in those corporation rules, corporation laws. Give us advantages there. Give us advantages in, in the systematic things. I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm, so I'm with you on the systematic opportunities, but I am not mad if a step further is taken because that is literally no different than the original agreement in America. It's documented to give someone 40 acres and a mule. That in, in those times, land was so valuable, right? You can't, like right now, you can't give everybody land, right? It, that would literally be impossible. Like, you can't be like, yo, hey, go, go get some land. But at the time, there was a lot of land to give. So it made sense then. If you ask me, I would say give everybody land because land is valuable. It's, a, it's an asset that actually appreciates over time, right? It's something that you can actually hold and you can build wealth. You can go hire some black business and they can build a business on your land. Right? It's that. something that is in your community, right? I'm with all of that. And I'm, with, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. However, I do believe that, the, and if you look this up, I'm telling you, the wealth gap between white people and black people in this country over the last 300, 400 years is so ridiculously vast that something drastic needs to happen in order to even remotely close that gap. And I think money, a check, is a form or a way to actually do that. Because yeah, you're not gonna be able to control how people spend their money per se. You're not gonna be able to do that no matter what. I don't care if you give somebody their own business. What are they gonna do with the money that they get with the business that they have? They can go turn around and go buy some Gucci. Go turn around and go buy a car from a white dealership. You can't control any of that, but guess what? They have the decision to do what they want to do with that money that they were given. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. So by the way, you may also be opposed to the, the concept of universal basic income, right? You know how like uh, Andrew Yang, remember how he was, he was running for a president, presidential candidate, and he was basically saying, I want to give every American a thousand dollars. Remember that? Yeah, I know. Because because right now that's what they that's what they're doing in Alaska. They've been doing that in Alaska for fucking fifty years. Yeah. Giving every um, every citizen of of Alaska a thousand dollars, not black or white, not uh, this or that. Like they're not being sort of uh, discriminatory in the way that they do it. You just have to be an Alaskan resident. But the whole concept is that. You are putting money in people's pocket to now go and do what they want to do with it. I don't, I, there's nothing more American than that, honestly. There's nothing more American than saying, give somebody the opportunity to do what the hell they want to do with the money what? that they're given. That's and, not and by the way, I'm adding on to your point. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm really not. Yeah, I mean, the, the I, think, day, I think they need to, I actually think they need to do both. They need I mean, to do both. I think that, I think that. You know, when you talk about poverty in America, like we are a advanced country that could, instead of putting so much damn money into military, could dish out checks to people. Yeah. Like instead of putting so much money into NRA and 
means things like that. Give out checks to people that are poor. Like we got money. You know, the fact that this stimulus bill, I didn't know that they can just do something like that. They could just literally be like, yo, here you go. Everybody in America, go ahead and get checks. Like the, I didn't know you could just do it. It'll be that easy. It took two weeks. Like it took two weeks to do they, it. They they two did weeks it. To do that. Like that should be done more often just because we have the luxury of doing that. But you know, that there's no there's no payback in that. There's no like, you know, there's no price being put on anything. It's just money. But like I said, just going to the reparations, it's more so I'm offended that you would even think of a number to pay me back. Like, really? Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine you going to the bank? Could you imagine the, the money that you got from somebody and they're saying, here you go, your reparations. We owe you nothing anymore. We've already paid you back. Could you imagine that? We've already paid you all the damage that we've done throughout the years in a check. Take it. Don't complain to us anymore. We've already paid you back. Really? So, so as opposed to what? As opposed to what's being done now, which is absolutely nothing. As, nothing at all. That's what I said. I, as systematic advantages, there is no one and done. Can you imagine your reparations are one and done? Here's a $500,000 check, get out of my face, everything, all the damage in America. Think about it. All the damage in America is done after we give you a check. <laughs> Yo, look, here's That's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. I don't think it's that crazy. However, I would be okay with, at a minimum, systematic change happening period like give give give, sorry give hold on but like for example right as a as a as a country right as a as a legislative um branch or whatever whoever people make up the laws give opportunity give give business loans to black people yeah at an alarming rate give yes uh give uh let's say um first come first like home buyers right Give yes. give an alarming amount of first time home buyers. I'm talking about like you don't even have to put money down. If you're black in this country, yo, we will literally sponsor your first home. That's continuous. Uh, we'll pay. We'll pay for the. We'll pay for the closing cost. We'll pay for all the fees. All you got to do is meet this minimum criteria as far as credit minimum, yeah. and That's we'll continuous. let you. You can have a home and you can build wealth. I'm with all of that. I'm with that. I personally believe. That is not enough that from, from what has happened in this country, again, bro, we're both of us, we, our parents were not born here, right? Mm -hmm. Parents were not born here. They're immigrants. They, they don't really necessarily have the full black experience from a historical standpoint in this country. So they can't really speak on it like that. But the more and more you actually talk to people that are from here, like I know you have, uh, the, the more and more you actually do history and you actually realize how deep this shit has been going on for so long, so many centuries, the evilness that has happened in this country from a slavery standpoint. Like, my thing is, nobody is having this same conversation about Jews, right? The, the Jewish people and the Holocaust that happened in Germany. You know what Germany did? They cut them checks. They were like, yo, I'm so sorry. 
we they literally removed all all remnants of the Holocaust. There is when you go to Germany, not that I've ever been, but I I read a lot. You go to Germany, there's no re remnants of uh, uh, sorry the Holocaust. You won't see anything in the history books praising it. Rather, they have done the complete opposite. They've radically given opportunities and money to people of Jewish, uh, sorry, the Holocaust descendants. That's what they've done as an atonement and saying, yo, we're so sorry as a nation for what the fuck our ancestors did. Here's some opportunity, here's some money. We're so sorry what we've done. Please go off and do your thing. It's not crazy. It's well, just not, here's a, it's here's, not a crazy concept, bro. Here's the subtle difference. It's, al it's already happened, basically. Here's the subtle difference. Here's the subtle yeah. difference. Don't call it righting wrongs. You're never going to be able to right a wrong. I won't call it that. Money can't right a wrong. Reparations, that's my point. Reparations, when you give somebody money, you're it, literally, that's, that, that's what it says. It says the making of amends for a wrong one has done. No. Oh, listen. Yo, it's listen, not listen. amending anything. I, I'll put it like this. If you okay, say this okay. Gift, let me let all right, sorry. If you I gotta say cut it you a gift. This is a gift to black people. Because that's insulting. You know it's, what it is? We'll put it like this. When you go to court, right? You go to yeah. court. I don't know if you saw the Jeffrey Epstein doc. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have, yeah. Okay, well, just in general, this happens all the time. People are done wrong in their life, right? To the point where they criminally and sue people, they criminally and also civilly sue people, right? For wrongdoing. You cannot take back the damage that was done to someone during a crime. But what you can do is say, we're going to hold the person who did it accountable by maybe putting them in jail. Oh, and by the way, here's some money for damages. It's called damages, bro. But here, that's what it is. Here's the thing, though. Here's the it's thing. called damages. Here's the thing. So, here's so we can remove we can remove the word reparations. If you want to get hung up on that word, we'll take the word out. I don't care about the word. I'm talking about damages right now. That's what this is about. So here's the thing. Here's my issue too, right? Okay. Your 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 example was good, mm -hmm. but it's not 100 percent accurate. You know why? Okay. Because that is a judicial system saying that they've done you wrong. A judicial mm -hmm. system, right? The wrong that America has done to black people has come from the judicial system, has come from government, has come from your local stores, have come from your neighbors, have come from slave owners, have come from <laughs> everywhere you look, from grocery stores, the wrong that has been done to the black community has been done by everybody. And so it's a government just saying, oh yeah, you know, here you go. We we're gonna pay you money for that. No, I want reparations. If, if, if you're talking about if you're talking about getting something, it gotta be from everybody. There's gotta be something because everybody has done black community wrong. Not Yo, just you know, the government, not just the judicial system. That's why it's not about putting a price on it. You can't put money on it. Yo, you just, you, you, but you just said 
you would be okay with a form of reparations being systematic opportunities. You know who that's done by? The government. No, so who that, else are you who else are you talking about? That, that that's not done by just the government. That's done by corporations. That's done by 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 I mean, in the end of the day, there's public and private companies, right? Of course. All right. We're, we're not talking to, we're not talking about private because you can't really govern private companies and what they do from a business standpoint. They're all falling in but that's not government system is bro, everywhere. bro bro when you just you just gave an example which i agreed with i thought you were talking about systematically in terms of what the law would do this is i'm all talking about i'm talking about public no i'm not talking about law i'm not talking about public i'm talking i'm about talking about laws that the government puts in forth from a state or federal standpoint like we were talking about giving business loans Right, I'm talking. That's I'm not talking about private corporations. I'm talking about the, the the state laws giving business loans to people of of black descent to get assets in their name to build wealth over time. I ain't talking about freaking uh, the the private company down the street. But that's giving one. A, a, I'll say that's one example. That's one example. Okay. One system. I'm talking okay. about all systems. All. Like make it that because everybody is something that everybody practices. Go ahead and change whatever system that you have that is biased towards a certain group. Give it more, give advantages to minorities. That's, that's it. That's in the system, in the system. I don't care about, essentially all I'm saying is I don't care about money. Like money is, money is a way Money a lot of times is a false way to figure out the value of something. There is no value you can put on what was wrong, what was done wrong. Yo, and man. So I, there's no <laughs> but but that's just that's just I, maybe I uh I, I I just I mean I understand what you're saying from a literal standpoint. Like how do you put a value of money on a life or a, I understand that, but my point is. Let's move past that part where you can't literally make an equation and actually just move to the damages part. Because trust me, they can come up with a number that is going to make sense at a, at a certain point. They can come up with a number. And that's what that was to my my uh, when you sue someone and you, you like, for example, a rape victim. Right. They can never take back the fact that they were raped. Right. They were done wrong. But guess what? If the person was put in jail. Or let's say the person actually died before they got to uh, convict them, right? Guess what? A lot of times they sued the family in general. Somebody is going to cut them a check. So or now are you going to say as a rape victim, oh, I don't want your check. That's insulting. Get out of my face. No, you're going to be like, I was, I was damaged. Even if I can't hold the person accountable at a criminal level, you have to compensate me in some form or fashion. And in most cases, it can be in the form of money. I would much rather it be in the form of systematic opportunity. But are you people. sure? But, but but would you consider that reparations, or would you just? I just told, I just told you I don't want to call it reparations anymore because I think people are getting hung up on okay. the term. Okay. I don't want to call it that because I think if you sue somebody, that is you just getting something that you feel like yo it's some it does something it's not gonna bring back whatever 
or it's not gonna bring back that person or it's not gonna make me not feel that experience, but it's something, some type of compensation. But don't so tell me that you righted a wrong by giving- Oh, no, no, no. So I think, so I think, so I think, so I think I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, and that's why I don't want to make it seem like it's writing a wrong. I don't want to make it seem like that's why I want to actually move beyond the term reparations as if you've repaired something. And so that's exactly, so essentially, so what I'm saying is in, if, if the American government came out and said, we want to compensate black people for all the wrong that has been done, I'll take it. I get that. Yeah, compensate. Give me something. I I'll take that. But don't you dare use the term <laughs> reparations. So as, so. If you, as if this is something that you, we've done to right a wrong. You're never gonna right a wrong. You're not gonna. Yo, listen. Wrong. I, I, I love. Now I love okay. how we just be okay. I'm still gonna blame you for what you did, but a compensation yeah. is good. I love how we just had a we just had a long ass convo and we actually agreed at the end of the day. Like we're arguing semantics as far yeah, as the terminology. We're just arguing. We're just arguing. No, that's that's here's semantics. The here's the thing though. The, the, the reason why it's serious, the word is so serious to me is because there is gonna be people that take it so literal. There is gonna be certain people that are gonna be like, why is black people still complaining? We've already paid them back reparations. They've already got money and all this stuff. You're gonna be, there's stupid people in this world that will say that. Hey, that's why I'm like, you hey, gotta, hey, anytime you make decisions, you gotta <laughs> account for stupid people. No, you I don't. don't. No, you don't. And that's the problem. We don't have to account for and, and it's the same stupid people who have allowed Confederate flags to fly at a NASCAR. It's the same stupid people who are talking about, I don't want to race anymore because you took down the Confederate flag. That you fuck them people. Fuck them. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living my life based on accounting for what stupid people are going to say. I do, I do not operate like that. The, the and, and neither should you. Here's the thing. The stupid people, right? The stupid people are going to be around and continue to influence the willfully ignorant continuously. The stupid people, I don't, as personally as me, as a black dude, I don't yeah. ever want somebody or a group of stupid people because honestly, there's reasons to believe that there's a lot of stupid people in America based off certain things <laughs> that happen. I won't elaborate. There's a good number of stupid people it's to the point to the to the point that we have. I'm not even gonna elaborate, <laughs> but you know, you I know, know I, I think I, I know where you're going. So there's enough stupid people in this world that can actually make a difference and make a change and can start being angry about something that you know can never be righted ever. But I, 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 I America has, has had a voice to be able to make a change, which is alarming and scary. I, I, I don't even want to give a stupid person an opportunity yeah. to say or do something stupid because of a word that you do not understand. So that's personally just me. I understand what you're saying. But you know what? This is actually a whole nother. Man, yo, this has been a really good episode because I feel like things are just flowing naturally, yeah. right? Even even down to the uh, what's happening now, right? The defunding the police. Have you been seeing that? Oh yeah, of course. 
but but like so so without going into all types of detail because I, I that's not really why i'm bringing it up uh i'm bringing it up because terminology is everything right because there's people who 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 hear defund the police and they're like why would what do you mean defund why so you mean to tell me we're not gonna have police officers out on the street so who's gonna who's gonna guard our streets oh we're gonna defund them that's the stupid everybody who's, who's saying that is stupid right not able to actually look past the terminology and the word meanwhile there's people on the other side who are who came up with the terms and are merely saying we want to reallocate money that is given to the police department on a yearly basis that has no business being given to them and redistribute that to community right B building up uh community centers uh building up parks right giving opportunities to people in the community versus being put into the police department per se right the term defund though is a little misleading and i think that is actually causing a real divide because if you talk to any sane-minded person as to whether or not they should reallocate unnecessary funds out of the police department and put it into the community right now i would say nine times out of ten people are going to agree with you they're going to be like oh you know what that's a that makes sense i don't know how we're going to do it but i understand why you would do that but when you say defund the police it throws people off see, it throws people off it goes back to the whole terminology that's and that's my whole point like literally, that's why I brought it. That's why that's why I brought it up because I, 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 I see I see a similarity. That's why I said don't call it reparations. Call it compensation. Reparations is going to be misleading to to stupid people that don't understand. And even so, reparations is not accurate. There's no way you can pay money for for wrong that is impossible. You can't write no damn wrong. But but anyway, sorry. I want to talk about that defunding police thing. Um. You know what I was thinking? The job of a police officer, I'm, I just personally believe it's impossible as a police officer to fully show a level of patience, a level of sensitivity to certain groups, certain stereotypes that you have, certain beliefs, certain ideologies. I just think as a police officer, it is fairly impossible. I think in too many situations, police officers clearly seem frustrated police officers a lot of times don't understand how to de-escalate a situation in a proper manner um a lot of police officers have tempers and can you imagine as a police officer your job is to stop crime i get it it gets frustrating when People are doing wrong things, bad things, whatever. You see it every day. And I'm noticing a level of frustration. I'm noticing a level of compassion that's not there. I'm noticing that 
when a lot of these situations are happening, like for instance, with George Floyd, I can see a level of anger, a level of not caring, a level of, oh yeah, I'm just gonna put, put my knee on this dude's neck and you know, whatever. So in my opinion, one of the big things that I believe, one of the big changes that should happen in police departments is there should be a second person that accompanies a police officer to certain situations. There should be a literally a psychologist, maybe a manager, somebody who doesn't necessarily have to be the one that's de-escalating situations, but they can be the one that is there to monitor any situation that happens and can say, hey, I'm going to report you if you do anything inappropriate. I'm going to report you if you did not de-escalate the situation in the way that it's supposed to. This person that they get to come along with police officers should preferably be somebody who specializes in psychology, sociology, or somebody who just understands like just uh, human rights. I think that is one of the best changes that could happen to the police, uh, police world. So when you start, just, just to, to tie, tie it to defunding. So if you're gonna defund the police, which I think is actually not a bad idea, like what you said, I do think put more money into that, put more money into the psychology uh, world, put more money into the sociology world so we can figure out ways that maybe we can get some of these psychology people to wanna become people that work with police. Because mind you, some of these polices have shown that, these police officers have shown that they got something, you know, that they're angry. Maybe even just having a psychologist at the police department that they can talk to every day to pick their brain, pick their mind, soothe their minds after yeah. going through all these damn, like, you know, crazy runs that they have to do. Something like that, I think, would be very beneficial. And that's why I think defunding police is actually a good idea. Yeah, I like I like the angle. I like the angle you're providing because um, it, it takes more of a it's more of a philosophical approach because that is what's needed. Sorry, by the I, way, that's yeah. great that you said that. I think that's the issue with police. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a philosophical issue. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it no, 100 percent. And that's why it needs to be dismantled and uh, not like completely because you don't we, we need police in the streets like it's obvious right yeah. like i'm not one of the people that's like get rid of them at you know all together that makes zero sense. Sense. nah hell nah we don't we don't nobody wants that shit trust me uh well unless you work unless you live in a small town maybe it wouldn't matter as much but whatever that's that's besides the point uh the point is i'm with that i, I like that suggestion however i would actually take it a step further and i would say you know in addition to the psychological approach, maybe hiring some mental health professionals, like psychological professionals, psychiatric people that they can talk to, therapists, they need to really, really think about how to retrain officers. I'm talking about like, there needs to be a complete 
reevaluation of the people that they are allowing to wear a badge. And if you have a badge, you need to continuously be reevaluated. Like, I don't know if that's going down because I'm not in that industry at all, but I'm just saying, I feel like the training aspect needs to go on a whole nother level at this point. Because it's one thing to train them in a classroom. It's one thing to be like, oh, they got refresher training, annual training, all the shit that we do at our jobs, right? They put mm -hmm. us through refresher, annual training. Man, we don't give a fuck about that training half the time. Let's keep it a thousand, right? Like, you take the training, you, you do it for credit, and then it's like, once you take the training, it's out of sight, out of mind. There needs to be something more rigorous for a profession where your life, your life and also the lives of others are literally in your hand at all times. There needs to be something rigorous because they do it for the medical industry. If you're a doctor or a nurse, they make you reevaluate your, your certificate, your licenses. You have to continuously be evaluated to make sure that you are able to be credible to handle life and care for somebody. That same approach needs to be taken to the police industry and all the other industries that have a military type, um, you know, type concept, you know? Um, yeah, so, so I'm with what you said, but I just think training is another big piece that needs to be added to, to that whole conversation. But- um, Yeah, because yeah. in the day, like, one person dying wrongfully dying is too much like there has to be a level crazy. of there has to be a level of getting it right and doing everything you can to get it right the first time and then also when they get this is a whole nother convo and this is what people are crying about now even when you it's obvious that you were negligent it's obvious that you didn't do what you should have done in that situation for you to even get charges put on your on your record and to be held accountable it needs to be taken a step further charges is not enough bruh like we how many times are we gonna see a situation where an officer gets charged but they're not convicted that happens way too often and that's not being held accountable. Being held accountable is being charged, convicted, sent to jail, so that all the other officers can be like, oh shit, damn, like they got homeboy for doing I that. Let me, I let me think up. twice. Let me think twice when I'm out here. Let me think twice, three times maybe, before I make a move, because my life is literally on the line if I'm not if I don't do the right thing. So yeah, man, it's a it's a this is a deep convo that I think uh is happening right now. So we'll see what happens with this whole defund the police thing. We'll yeah, see. for sure, for sure. We'll see what happens. Um, I think we should take a break. <laughs> I think so too. So for my ill-advised thoughts, I would definitely like to take this time to definitely think all the people that are out there on the front lines, um, you know, fighting for black people's rights. You guys heard it. We had a we had a lot of good discussions on this episode, which I think are necessary. And uh, we really just hope to keep these combos up and of course sprinkle them in with new music as they make sense. So with that being said, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but this week, if not uh, a week and a half ago, 
the Grammys committee followed suit with many of the major record labels in the industry, uh, Atlantic Records, Universal Records, Warner Music Group, Columbia, Sony, Ministry of Sound, never heard of them, but apparently they're big. The point is they followed suit by removing and doing away with the once and long time dreaded term, urban. Um, I've been on record, I've been on record, you know, cause we always on record, you gotta be on record. Uh, talking down about the grouping of black people into one genre, right? Like for whatever reason in music, the powers that be have always seemed to basically lump all black people within one group as if we are all monolithic from a musical standpoint. And I think it's wrong. I've always thought it was wrong. Um, Tyler, the creator, thought it was wrong last time he won the Grammys, which I also spoke about when it happened. Um, and while it's great that we are making changes in society, things that should have happened a long time ago that are now happening because of the public pressure and the, the look that it's actually having on corporate America. I think it's important for us to continue to recognize that regardless of how we are being placed in, uh, into, into groups by you know, another group of people, it's, it's important for us to continue to remember where we stand on issues. And so having an urban genre makes zero sense. Like it makes no sense literally, it makes no sense figuratively, it, it literally makes, it makes no sense all around. I don't care how you slice it, Black people make all types of music, including rock and roll. Like it's, it's, been, it's been documented that Black people are at the heart of even the rock and roll genre. And of course, if you look fast forward to 2020, you will see that it's dominated by white people. Um, and so, hey, if they wanna have the genre, that's cool. But just know that Black people have been boxed out of even the genre conversation for far too long, and it's time that that stops. And it appears that that is coming to an end. So I do want to, it, I feel like it's kind of bittersweet. While I want to congratulate these labels and these, and these, uh, and, and the Grammys for basically doing what they should have done for a long time, uh, I also want to say that it took them too long. Um, they haven't been hearing the plights of black people. Tyler, the creator told y'all about six months ago when he won his Grammy for his Igor album, which was one of my favorite albums in the last uh, couple of years, honestly, like musically speaking, I still listen to that album to this day. It's one, it's a dope ass album. Uh, it was not a rap album. It was a soul album. It was a R&B album. It was all types of genres, not urban, not rap you know, or whatever they want to box it in. So I think Tyler, the creator was right to bring it up then. He's right now and he will continue to be right. So again, I'd like the advancements that are happening in society. I just hope that um, this is not a symbolism change just for the sake of 
making a change because people are being loud now. Like it's important that these types of advancements continue to happen, man, because the, the urban genre makes zero sense. And I'm glad that they changed it to, by the way, I don't know if you heard about this. They changed the, the name of the, uh, hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. It's kind of funny actually. Uh, it's called the progressive, it, like they, basically, they basically changed urban to progressive. I'm talking about the Grammys per se. All the other labels who, who I've mentioned before, they're doing away with their urban department, and now they're gonna now they're gonna be called the hip hop department, right? Things that make more sense towards what genre black people make specifically, and I think it's high time, man. I don't want to get into this conversation that I've all, that I always bring up as far as hip hop being considered pop. That's a conversation for another day. I'll, I'll leave that one out of this for now. We'll take the wins slowly. Hopefully that one will, will follow suit later on and they'll realize at some point that hip hop is pop music. But besides the point, the pop genre needs to be dismantled as well. But I'm glad that these, these, these labels are, are moving, I think, in the right direction. And uh, finally, doing things that should have happened a long time ago. So shout out to uh, some of these labels that are doing away with that term urban. It's trash. Like it, it makes no sense. And I'm, and I'm, I'm glad it's gone. That's my ill-advised thoughts. That's a very interesting uh, ill-advised thoughts. I, I agree with you. I think that urban, the term urban, especially when it's used with music, is a lazy way of saying like music black people would listen to. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what they're trying to say, but in a very nice way. You're on mute, by the way. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> oh, my fault. I said black people, uh, music that black people will listen to and that black people make. Yes, exactly. Urban. <laughs> Pretty weird. Pretty weird. It's a great ill-advised thought. Thank you, man. Um, for my ill-advised thought, it's a simple one, but kind of powerful. So, I think one of the best inventions ever created, ever created, is the search button. If you think about it, right now, if I wanted to listen to, let's say, Jay-Z, The Blueprint 2, I can search it on Spotify, Tidal, search it on Yahoo, Google, YouTube, whatever, more than likely I can find uh, that album and listen to it. If I wanted to search uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. If I wanted to search for it, I can probably find it. It's probably on Apple TV, it's probably on Amazon Prime, it's probably on you know, somewhere on YouTube or something like that. If I wanted to search for instructions on how to build my outdoor patio, I'm pretty sure I can find instructions. I can find the ingredients, I can find anything. The, 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 the importance of the search button in today's society is astronomical. It has made everybody's life easier. But what the search button has also done 
is it has eliminated the excuse of not finding out more about a topic that you should know. I hate to go back to race again, but clearly that's the topic at hand and we need to hammer it home. So for people that say, oh, I wanna know more about Martin Luther King. I wanna know more about Malcolm X. I wanna know more about racial inequality. I wanna know more about racial justice. I wanna know more about uh, the Tulsa massacre that happened couple years back. I want to know more about, uh, you name it. The excuse of saying, oh, I got to wait for a documentary to be made. There's a million documentaries that are made on it that you can search for. The excuse of, oh, I don't understand what Colin Kaepernick meant by kneeling. Search Colin Kaepernick kneel. There's going to be articles about what he meant by it. There's going to be articles about, there's, there's going to be things written about what he said about kneeling. All you have to do is search. We've made it so easy for you to find information about pretty much anything in this world because it's been written about, it's been documented, it's been video, it's been, it's been, uh, uh, put on cameras, been animations made about it. I mean, right now, if I search, if I search um, Rodney King's situation, I'm sure I'll find a whole bunch of documentaries. I'm sure I'll find all types of writings on it. And so, America, if you wanna know more about what's going on, why people feel the way, particularly the black community, feel the way that they feel. In this day and age, the excuse of, I don't know where to find that information, I don't know how to look for it, is gone. You know why? Because there's a search button. Go ahead and search and look for it, and you will get a chance to at least get an opportunity to learn more about certain things that are being talked about right now. So that's my last thought. Very, very uh, interesting ill-advised thought. I was enjoying it, especially when you brought up <laughs> the Tulsa massacre, um, Black Wall Street, I think that's what you were talking about, right? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Man. I think I, I think if more people understood what black people were doing in that time, the sense of pride in this country among black people would be on 1000. Like yeah. the type of cover up that happened during mm -hmm. that time where they try to erase that part of history and act like none of that shit happened. If you go and look, you go and look at everything that happened, all the history that's there, you understand that black people was balling. Talking about that was a prosperous time for black people in this country. And that was like in the twenties, if I'm not mistaken. Twenties, thirties. Something like that. So anyway, no, nah, that was a good, good uh, ill-advised thoughts, man. I think uh, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. No excuse, man. This literally, it's, it's the no excuse. Button, the search button has eliminated the excuse of not, not learning something 
hey, that you can learn. Hey, and guess what? If you don't want to use the search button, there's also a, a microphone. You can tap that and just say it, right? It's getting you can, easier by the day. You can hit the microphone and just, hey, uh, what did Kaepernick do? You don't never have to actually hit the search button. You just, just hit the microphone. That works too. You can even ask, you can even ask Siri. You can say, hey, Siri. <laughs> right. What, why was Martin Luther King important to America? Like, it's gotten so much easier to understand and be woke. All you gotta do is look for it. So now the onus is on you. Go and do what you can to look and get more knowledge in these situations. 100% man. Uh, I appreciate that, that, uh, that topic, man. Uh, we hope, hope you guys too, uh, sorry, hope you guys do appreciate the topics as well. Um, we'll talk about music next time. Yeah, we'll talk about music when, when music actually drops. Uh, yeah. But until then, I thought this was a productive convo, man. And you know, yeah. what's cool is I don't want us to come across as experts because trust me, only God is the expert. Oh, oh, God, oh only, only God, God is the expert. Only God is the expert. <laughs> hey, Shaq, Shaq, only God is the expert. <laughs> but, uh, Nah, but I do think the conversation is, is more important than anything right now. So I'm hope I'm hopeful that uh, we did that for you guys. So yes, with that being said, I think we I think it's time to get up out of here. And if you're giving advice or just talking and asking Siri what happened to black people in the country, just make sure you have an ill mentality while you're doing it. That's all. Yes, we have. sir. Yes, sir. This is the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast. Peace.